1: Chad and Zay. All right, hour number three on this Thursday. It is Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks a beat for us to start every third
0: hour. What do you got, Zay? Junior Mafia. Mm. Get money.
1: And. And junior mafia would be
0: We'll break it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll be... that's that's part of the the discussion, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior Mafia with the beat to get us started. There's a lot of uh a lot of sports stuff out there today. It's weird or bad or both news for Longhorn basketball fans. AJ Johnson gonna head to Australia. Instead of playing for the Longhorns, Dylan Mitchell may be done playing for the Longhorns. Makes himself eligible last night for the NBA draft. We'll see where that one goes. Obviously, we had the Arterio Morris story yesterday. Spring game coming up on Saturday, just two days away now. Remember, 11 a.m. pregame from Bevo Boulevard. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Coach Sark was on with Craig and Jeff yesterday talking about it. They're going to do an autograph signing with some players down there. Like, I think 9 o'clock. And if you've been through these, this is where they have something for you for them to sign. You can't bring stuff, so don't go thinking about oh, I got these shoes, I got this shirt. <laughs> That's not how it works. They have a, a special poster for you. They'll sign it. So you don't have to bring anything. Just bring yourself. And I think it's nine to nine thirty. They're going to have certain players signing down there. So. You can go to texassports.com for the latest there. Uh, we we'll talked NBA as well. Night off tonight for the NBA folks, and then we'll try to find out who the uh, eight seeds are tomorrow night. But it is that time of the week once again, two o'clock hour on a Thursday, album swap time. And it's the first time we've done two albums neither of us had ever heard going into the week. How'd you enjoy this week where neither of us had heard the album? Do you like this version or you like the other version? I like both. Can do either way? Yeah, I can do either way. All right, where are we going to start? Lil' Kim or Jelly Roll? Jelly Roll. Let's start with Jelly Roll. All right, it is a 2020 album called A Beautiful Disaster.
0: Okay, and you had never heard of this guy either? I mean, I heard of him just because the CMT Awards was in the ATX Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I know he rocked it and hadn't. Part of downtown, clothes off and stuff, and he won
1: a couple of awards. He did. He won awards. He, uh, you know, had a nice uh, kind of cut a promo and said he was going to shut 6th Street down, like you mentioned, all that kind of stuff. So that was cool. All right, so let's uh, let's get into this thing a little bit. Uh, overall, what would you think of Jelly Roll?
0: You know, I've been slightly hating all week. Uh-huh. And more and more that I got into it, the more and more that I looked him up and did research about him. I have way more appreciation for him than I did on Monday when I first started listening to the album. Okay. Now, is it for me? No. But I know it's good. I could tell it's good. His background is nuts, like growing up in the Nashville Ooh, area. Tell of a story, yeah. You no, know, dude was in the drugs, or selling drugs and stuff and in and out the pen, so you know, he has big time hip hop roots and that's kind of where he started just rapping and stuff with guys like Lil white who i heard of from around that same area he did an album that was produced by three six mafias uh dj paul and juicy j so Mm -hmm. the stuff that we didn't listen to i guess is more hip-hop beforehand so he's gone through a lot of genres of music and Really talented, really talented guy.
1: So then, this stuff, like once we got to this album here in 2020, this is more of him headed towards country-ish because I don't know. Yeah, I, I
0: country-pop-ish. This album doesn't strike
1: me as country though. It's
0: not. Yeah, it has a little bit of country, a little bit of rock, a lot of rap in it.
1: Do Interesting. you? Okay, so for you as a hip-hop fan, do you respect his rapping?
0: Yes. I heard some freestyles. The dude's got flow. Okay. The dude, he could definitely go. Now, I haven't listened to his previous stuff where he's strictly rapping, but I heard a couple of freestyles where he's just going in on other people's beats. He's got some serious flow to him. So for you, and you you know this as well as anybody,
1: in that world, in the world of hip-hop, if you're going to be a successful, badass, respected, white rapper... You better be good. Absolutely. So he's on that level. For, this is not a... I'm just trying to throw this name out because I think I know where this is for you. This is not like a Macklemore for you. No. Okay. Because Macklemore you do not respect on that level
0: No. as the rap hip hop guy. No, it's not Macklemore's fault. It's just when he got that Grammy... For best rap album, I had a huge problem with that
1: because you thought there were better albums. Yeah. Okay, but you don't necessarily you throw them hate, in the rap. But you don't necessarily hate Macklemore. No, okay. I just right.
0: it's not rap compared to other guys.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So Jelly Roll. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought there's some really, I mean, really catchy stuff. Really catchy stuff. But this particular album is dark. See, and that's it and I sort of enjoyed that part of it I like the edge of it I'm reading up that right before this album his dad died in like the year or two before his mom was very very sick as this album is being developed so the Bottle and Mary Jane the song Creature uh, Tears Could Talk the Jesus and Rock and Roll I mean it's very I don't know if there's one song on here I would say is happy but sometimes that's kind of what I'm looking for out of this realm when I'm looking at rap and metal Sometimes I don't want happy. I liked the dark side. Yeah. And he really gets into that here, deals with some serious issues. There's a song called Suicide, and it's not ironic. It's about, you know, life being hard sometimes and things like that. So I, I respected that edge to this album that it, that it was kind of exploring that stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, that's why it was tough for me. Cause when I listen to music, I'm trying to get away. Mm. And I'm already a happy-go-lucky person. So I want to listen to some positive hip hop. Ah, so you were looking to that stuff. <laughs> and it's like, bro, come on. You're such a down. Then the next song, you're still talking about suicide, you're still talking about mm. like gun to your head and stuff. I get it. There's people that need to relate to that stuff. And uh-huh. that's perfect for that. Yeah. It is. But everybody <laughs> has their own taste. And yep. that is definitely not, not mine. Okay, no. And you know. Yeah. But I could tell it's good. It just doesn't hit my ears.
1: Yeah, definitely not an album. And I would say this about some other rap albums I've listened to. Not an album you probably want to be going into in a bad mood. No. You probably need to do what you did. Go in in a happy mood and realize that we're going to get serious. Yeah,
0: and he's quoted saying, you know, when he tells his stories, he's very empathetic on what he says. And he wants to share his life with people so they Mm -hmm. can relate. Yeah. So... I mean, the dude's doing things right for sure. Have you seen his wife? Did you check her out? The, the, wife, bunny? Is, the wife is attractive. So, so did, you hear, did you look at their story and how they met?
1: I have not heard how they met. I did see the name of her podcast. I like that. So she jokes the, about... D- the Dumb Blonde Podcast.
0: Yeah, she jokes <laughs> <laughs> about it being her and Jelly Roll, uh-huh. a prostitute, and a hick. Really? Because she was a high-class escort. (gasps) They have the pretty woman story? Yes.
1: He was Richard Gere?
0: Yes. She was Julia? Yeah. And That's the most romantic thing I'm going to hear all day. He says that she bigged him up. She's about six years older than him. When they met, he was living in his van. Wow. So she was making all the paper, and she was the one that really believed in him. So the song Suicide is actually about her. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, I look at you and I, eyes suicide. It's about her, uh, and yeah. she loves it.
1: Very cool. All hey. right, so give me, you got a grade for me on Jelly Roll? Uh, 6.5. 6.5. Okay. 6.5, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I went 7.5 on this one. Okay. Not an album I'll probably go back to a whole lot. And I don't know that, I didn't love it as a full album as much as I dug a couple songs. Right. That's the difference for me. There's two or three songs on there I liked. Overall, it got a little generic for me throughout, but- I, I'm glad to hear your reaction. I thought the rap talent was there. Is there. I wasn't always completely into – really claws into what he was going through and, and, and how he was delivering it, but the talent to me is there. So I'm glad to hear that a rap fan is giving him that respect, and now I'm starting to understand why, like – The country realm might like him, but it also feels like the rap world respects him, too.
0: Yeah, he grew up listening to 8-Ball, MJG, three six Mafia, Paul Wall, Chameleon there, Pimp C and Bun B. So, yeah, he knows hip-hop, and I went to his YouTube and listened to some freestyles. He's got some serious flow. Somebody on the Specs text line is talking about him, the uh, Beautiful Disaster album, that kind of being a different album than what he was used to. So that's kind of... That's him really, you know, changing the way he goes about things when it comes to his music and changing his flow a little bit and going more on the country pop side and beautiful disasters. So okay. I, I want to hear some stuff before that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe I'll back up and listen to that first of like, all, Waylon and Willie stuff. The yeah. stuff he was doing with some some collaborations. Had to check that out. Whiskey sessions and things like that. All right. So the other album we checked out. Uh, was Lil' Kim and Hardcore. God, I hope you don't have any of that to play because I don't know if we can. I mean, I, with the, I got the instrument, Just the beat's good. Yeah. November of 96 is when this album came out. Executive producer Biggie Smalls and pretty much produced by everybody. There's Man. like 70 producers on this record.
0: This girl just... What she did for women's hip-hop, what she's done for women's hip-hop, excuse me, legendary. And... She might be the most legendary side chick of all time, (laughs) but she low-key embraces that. You know, you you know the story. You should know the story. Her and Biggie Smalls, Biggie was the one that discovered her, Mm -hmm. both of them being from Brooklyn, and Biggie just heard her rapping one day, and was like, yo, you got something. And then they kind of had a relationship Uh and stuff, and Biggie was wilding. He definitely was. And, you know... He put her in Junior Mafia, which was a nine-man crew. She was the only woman there. The song I played in the instrumental, Get Money, that's the song that she really got famous for. And she made her own album, Hardcore. And when I mean by just as a trendsetter for women's hip-hop, she made women feel sexy and talk about things that Queen Latifah and MC Light weren't talking about. Right. And she got a lot of heat for it. Uh-huh. And I bet she did. Bad heat where people were saying, yo, little Kim, you're basically a prostitute. She was like, nah, I'm just sexy and I got flow. Yeah.
1: And we're going to wrap about she what gonna I to about. She's going to wrap
0: about what she won't wrap about.
1: All right. So, Zay, here's the breakdown you probably didn't see coming. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. She wasn't dirty enough for me. What? Um, and I don't enjoy – I didn't enjoy – How she was presented on this album I I was expecting more Um, And I mean that as a critique of the men around her In the first four tracks I hear from Jay-Z I hear from Puffy And I hear from Biggie I wasn't really hearing a lot of focus on Lil' Kim Now 15 seconds into the record She makes a reference to something really nasty and dirty And sex-oriented And I thought, okay, cool And then it kind of went away And I felt like she was being used on this album as a, hey, get this. This woman's going to say a couple words that you don't think she's going to say. And then we kind of moved on. The songs I really love where she kind of shows off, they're late in this record. They're like tracks 10 and 12 and 14. Or excuse me, 10, 12, and 13 I thought were great. So there's some good songs on here, but... I didn't get enough of Lil' Kim,
0: honestly. See, what I've noticed about you when we do these album reviews, you need a really good start. Yep, I do. You need a really good start. I like a good start. It can't start off slow, and then once it gets going, if it doesn't start off fast, then that kind of hurts your ears into the rest of the album.
1: The very first intro references someone having sex with Lil' Kim from their perspective, from the guy's perspective. This whole album to me feels like... It's not little Kim grabbing a hold of it and saying, This is mine. There's a bunch of guys around her trying to figure it out. There's a little little and little songs, not songs, little vignettes. You know, I'm also not a fan of a 30-40-second song that doesn't do yeah. much when it's not really a song, the little interludes. a little those. There's like four of them on yeah. this record. And some of them are just, hey, am I gonna have sex with Kim or not? I don't know. Are you gonna have sex with Kim? Are we gonna have sex <laughs> with Kim? Is where was Kim on that? And I know there's a couple where she is on there, but I needed more. More little Kim. I needed more. I need expansion of the dirty. Dirty reference is fine. Let's keep going with that dirty. I loved that we don't need it. Very good. I like "Not Tonight." Dreams, talking about the R and B world. Oh, that's such a jam! Fantastic. But dreams is the tenth track on yeah, this record. Yeah. They take, they just take so long to me to get to it. That's what disappointed me. But that talent you're talking about, it is so clear. It's there. I love that she had enough guts to do it. I love that she had enough guts to be that nasty in 96. I just wish they'd have gotten out of the way and let her do more of it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Biggie was the one that said, you know, you need to be more sexy because that's what's going to sell. And she wanted to be more hard and tough, like this girl from Brooklyn. So she's seen some
1: stuff. Now, I will say this. I read up on the song, uh, which one is? Oh, Big Mama Thang, track two. There we go. The original track was a diss track. Two. what's Evans's first name? Faith, Faith Evans. Faith Evans and Tupac. Yep. Tupac died a month before this album
0: came out. Yep, had to scratch it.
1: So Biggie decided, we probably shouldn't have that on the record. So they redid it, and if you listen to it, you can hear a little bit of it almost, it feels like, okay, let's put Jay-Z on this part. Let's put her in, but have her do a different verse. So that song was supposed to be different.
0: Yeah, She. so she. this is the both of them. And yeah, when Tupac died, what she says, she says, Who shotcha? Which Pac Ooh, yeah. dropped who shotcha, Disson, Junior Mafia, and Big and them. So yeah. it was very bad timing, but that's the thing. Big was so much of an influence on this album. He picked all her pictures for the cover. Yeah. There's a legendary little Kim poster. Where she has like her legs spread. Look it up. Type in legendary little Kim poster. Okay. She has like her legs spread. She's wearing this like leopard bikini and like a mink jacket. Uh huh. That poster is like the hip hop equivalent to Farrah Fawcett. Oh, I got you. Okay. If you were around that time, you had that poster. That poster is something serious, and he picked that. So ah, yeah, I see. He probably took out a lot of her lyrics.
1: I could see that being legendary. Oh, you can get a t-shirt. One t-shirt? It's, it's right there.
0: One <laughs> t shirt right there.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can definitely yeah, you can definitely feel his influence on uh, on that. And then you had to tell me to go re-listen to a song called Crush on You, because on the album version it says featuring little Cease, except it's pretty much all Little Cease, and I don't hear Lil Kim very much. Yeah, it's all Lil C's. She says like three words in the whole song.
0: Yeah, Cameron actually wrote that verse for Lil C's, but he was on the original the whole time, and then they realized, you know, this is a really good song. Let's put Kim on it. They made a video, iconic video where Kim's wearing like yeah. all types of different colors and stuff. And
1: by the way, I thought the song was much better with her on it. It is. Yeah, much, much better. All right, so uh, what's your grade on Lil Kim? Where'd you grade her out? Eight. Eight flat? Eight flat. Okay. I'm right under there. I went seven, eight. I, again, I wanted more of her. It's not because what you think, because people might look at me and go, "Oh, he's going to say it was too dirty and too filthy." No, 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 no. It's exactly the opposite. I wanted it to just ratchet up a little more and give me a track like "We Don't Need It" or uh, "Dreams" earlier in the record. Again, this is an album discussion, so you gotta you gotta grab a hold, man. First one, two, three, four tracks. Give me something other than.
0: Voices I know that aren't Lil' Kim. But if you think about the voices she put on there, they're legendary voices. They are. Like Jay-Z, Jermaine Dupri, Diddy.
1: But that gets me to the the, the next point I would say to all those guys. I know who you are, Jay-Z, and I know who you are, Biggie, because I've listened to your entire Ready to Die album, and then uh, I know uh, Combs is talented. I would say to them, where's the accelerated songwriting? Where's that? I know what all y'all can do. Why aren't you doing it for her? Why isn't this Little Kim's album where you guys are setting her up to be truly legendary and badass? Yeah. I just didn't feel that at the beginning of that album.
0: Just still being such a male dominant. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think I as a you lot. You know, to do with I
0: want but I'm telling you, once you get to those,
1: if you have not heard the poetry of the song dreams, I can't even say what she says after what she's dreaming of, but it's brilliant. It is brilliant. All those little references to the other singers is brilliant. The song We Don't Need It is a wild back yeah. and forth between <laughs>
0: Oh my
1: god. We don't need it. Oh between the,
0: the women <laughs> See, and that's the kind of and
1: <laughs> that's that, And that's the kind of rap like nasty equality I wanted early on. That that should that could have set the tone early in that album if they'd put it earlier on. That's a great song though. Um and then what's the other one that I loved? Um yeah yeah yeah, we don't need it. And well not the not tonight song. Right. That's fantastic. That is a fantastic song. I think if you actually listen to it for the a the the, the X's and O's of it, I think she's contradicting herself with what she's actually saying, but anyway, it's a be- it's a wonderful song. The last critique I would have is If you're going to end an album with a song entitled F.U., and not just F.U., but it's actually the word, I'm going to need two things. A, I'm going to need someone to actually say those two words in succession, which no one ever did. The song's not that well written to me, and Lil' Kim had one verse. Now, the verse actually was, I thought, pretty good, and she started going where I wanted her to go way before that. Tell them why you're Lil' Kim. Tell them, I can rap about whatever I want to. This is not just about sex. It's about this. It's about that. And yeah, I will rap about sex. There's nothing you can do
0: about it. She
1: kind of got to it. That's the last track, Zay. (laughs) It's the very last track on the album. Okay,
0: so put all the tracks that are at the end, if we throw them at the beginning what would you rate it oh see if you could get all those towards the beginning
1: It'd and we, be in could, the we could trim some things up we're definitely be in into the 8s we're okay. absolutely into the 8 okay eights. yeah it into the eights. better the ordering of it was just weird for me but yeah i dig the talent now would you tell me there are other little kim albums to listen to Do you, now you haven't listened to any of them right no i've only just
0: heard little kim hit singles
1: i'm interested yeah i'm interested to go into kind of like past this where where did it go
0: y- you know You're right. Because I felt like we had to do the one when Biggie was alive because he was such he was such a big influence on her life. Yeah. But he was also so controlling. She really couldn't be her.
1: Yeah. And if you're a Lil' Kim fan out there and there is an album where Lil' Kim just goes off, let us know. What is it? Like, what's the one where that I was really looking for here?
0: And that's, you know, that's Biggie's fault. I think he should have realized, look, I'm a piece of ish. My Biggie, R.I.P., one of the greatest rappers of all time, wasn't a good person, really. Mm. He wasn't. I just His relationship with Lil' Kim was abusive. He married Faith Evans when he was 20. He was cheating on Faith with Lil' Kim and stuff. So on that song, Queen B, Kim was dissing Faith like crazy. Like Faith Evans has a tattoo right above the bitty. Uh-huh. And Lil' Kim on that song talks about how you got my property on you.
1: Ah. And
0: talking about, like, I could do this and that in the bed way <laughs> better than you can. And Biggie. That is a good song. Biggie was so just into his feelings. And uh, obviously he didn't want to hurt Faith. But, yo, that's going to sell, bro. Yeah. That's going to sell. Throw that out there. Now, the Tupac thing, and that's mm, not right. do that. No, that was
1: a good decision. <laughs> that probably was a good <laughs> decision. Great decision. Not to have that on the record. Because if that's one of the first things you hear her rap about, she probably can't survive that. No. You're, the career won't survive but it was, if
0: that's the start. But it was out though, Chad. Like that, people knew there was that version out where she's dissing Pac and she's dissing Faith Evans, and that was still going around. Oh, okay. People knew and it was And you there. fast forward to Biggie's death, it doesn't look. It, Doesn't look
1: good. All right, there you go. There's our weird album swap for the week. Lil' Kim and Jelly Roll. We'll figure out what's going to happen next week at the same time. Let us know what you're thinking today sports-wise. Longhorn fans, crazy news in basketball, getting ready for the spring game. Specs text line is 337-3776. We will get into why today matters on this April 13th. Coming right up. Don't move. It's the horn.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. I. Ooh, I, ooh, I. Chad and Zay. Faces, seen a lot of faces All uh-huh. oh, hell either with different races yes. A white dude, his name was
1: John He had a Queen Bee Rules tattoo on his arm uh-huh. he asked me if uh-huh. Now first off, I think I'm hearing a little Knight Rider in the background Is that what that is? It sounds like the Knight Rider theme that they're sampling, doesn't it? Okay It
0: sounds a little bit like that Yeah, it don't get much nastier than Kim when she dropped how many licks?
1: Whoa, nice, alright So I'm gonna have to check that out Lil' Kim,
0: do you have a year on this one? Uh 99 2000 okay. I think, is when that notorious Kim album came out. Notorious K-I-M. Oh, album is that right? Out, okay. Yeah.
1: Little tribute there uh-huh. from her. Okay. Uh, so Lil' Kim, uh, golden earring, April Wine, the Hollies, and the Carpenters. We had the Junior Mafia beat to start the hour. We just talked about the Lil Kim debut album as well as the Jelly Roll album from 2020. Hope you enjoyed that. We'd like to take our musical uh musical detours every once in a while on this show. I think I got your album for next week by the way. All right. I think you're going to listen to Living Color next week.
0: Living Color, huh? Yeah.
1: First I'm we to am I'm go first record. You're going to know you'll know the first track and then I'm interested to see what you think of the the rest of the record cuz I know you're into from what I know you're into already. It's not you don't have there's going to be some kind of there's funk influence. And then you're going to get a lot of good hard rock, and the hard rock. It was definitely you know pop in a way uh, from an all black band that was so unique back in the in those days. They are one of my favorite bands of all time. Okay, all time. I love Living Color, and through the years I haven't found that many people that really That necessarily love them, but I don't know many people that can't stand them. Like Living Color is really, really solid. All right. So I'm gonna have you listen to their first record next week. I think. So I think I think we'll go back to we'll go back next week to ones we have heard. So I want you to pick one out for me. Think of what I need.
0: I'm I already got the next two weeks. Yes. Actually. Okay. So Kevin Durant, there's a big discussion. in the world, going on in the world right now. Please <laughs>
1: tell me you're not gonna make me listen to Kevin Durant. No, no, right? no, no. Okay. No, no.
0: 50 Cent and Lil Wayne, and who Ooh. in like a versus battle, which that's what they were doing during COVID. Where okay. Guys would just wrap their catalog and switch off each song, and All it, right. it was cool during COVID and stuff. But all right, so K.D. went and said Fifty has a bigger catalog than Wayne, which I don't know about all that, but K.D. ain't from the South, so okay. there might be some Wayne he don't know. All right, so we're gonna go with. You've heard Get Richard Tryon, right? Yes, I have. Okay, can't do that then. Can't right? do that one. Mm. Let's go Wayne then. Lil Wayne Carter one. Little Wayne
1: Carter one. Carter one. All right. Yes, I have already heard Get Rich or Die Trying. That's yeah. a
0: great record. Yeah, it's really good.
1: All right. So we're going Lil Wayne and Living Color next week. I like that. Nice. I like that combo. All right. So a uh, lot going on, obviously, in the Longhorn world, and not all of it terrific news, especially if you're a basketball fan. We'll get you caught up on everything. Let's go Why Today Matters on April 13th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512 512- 601-0303 or SinusSnoringEnt.com Zay, before we get to any cute stuff for April 13th, why today matters for me, it's this A.J. Johnson story for you, for all the Longhorn fans listening right now, after what this basketball team went through, A.J. Johnson is going to go to this NBL, the league in Australia where LaMelo Ball played, where this guy I just found out, found out about named Josh Gibby played, uh, sorry, Josh Giddy, Giddy. played uh, and for Oklahoma City last night going off for 31. This is a league he played in as well. So A.J. Johnson's going to take that path. We're hearing he's going to make 750000 for the year. So good for that young man, first off. Good yep. for him. Uh, that's big-time talent. But now, Zay, we're getting texts in from Longhorn fans. Here's how they're expressing their concern. Can Coach Terry not build a good team? Is the job too big for him? He needs to be able to build the team. It almost feels like now there's this test for Rodney Terry, but we knew that's what this version of college basketball provides. But now he's really got the test of, okay, you got to rebuild. Obviously in a year, it's going to be a year-to-year thing anyway. you got to get a team rebuilt for next year.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just because – all these players that are leaving from Arterio Morris, which is big, to Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, both putting their names in the draft, even though they're keeping their college eligibility. And then last night, or today, I mean, AJ Johnson going to Australia to make 750K. So now you're wondering what's going on? What's next? And I think there are a lot of guys still in the portal that the Horns are looking at that they have a huge chance of getting. I think we just got to stay patient. And at the end of the day, whatever team that he gets for the roster they have to go and produce on the court so you could get anybody if you get them all to play together and play high quality basketball they could be d2 guys for all i care if they could hoop they could hoop so it's this our coaching staff it's their job to go and find those guys and they're still doing that but it just seems like once you get hit with that jab you get hit with an uppercut. And that was what AJ Johnson yeah. was today.
1: No, that's tough. Yeah, right. The last two days it's Arterio Morris with yeah, that that's one punch to the body, and then the Dylan Mitchell's kind of another. And yeah. You're right. That's a haymaker.
0: Well, a haymaker with AJ Johnson player?
1: Because you and uh, you've been t- you, I can't remember how far back that I heard you talking about AJ Johnson and Holland. And you rarely spoke of one of them without saying the other's name. Yeah. It was thought of as a package deal, not that they were same high school or anything, but that they were both going to be at Texas at the same time.
0: Yeah, and I know everybody's a little worried about Ron Holland due to the pattern that we're seeing, but one thing that we have going for us with Ron Holland, he's from Duncanville, Texas. Texas, And yes. he has a huge pride in that. Mm-hmm. And he talked about going to some of these Blue Bloods and stuff, and now, nah, that wasn't for me. I want to stay home where my family could see me a lot, and I could get everything I want from the University of Texas for my – NBA aspirations. If you look at the one-and-dones that have came here, Mo Bamba, Kevin Durant, Jared Allen, etc., it can be done. So I'm not necessarily worried about him, but I get Horn fans being worried with what yeah. we've seen these last few days with these other guys.
1: No doubt. Uh, that That is definitely warranted. So that's the biggest story of the day. I think if you're a Longhorn fan overall, obviously we're getting ready for the spring game coming up on Saturday. A lot of energy around that. We've been asking fans today. What do you want to see early on? Play calling wise. People are asking for double passes that involve Arch Manning. Y'all are wilding. Uh, That's a little crazy. But uh, I like the idea. I like the idea. That's what spring games are for. Uh, Maybe you get a a couple crazy plays. We'll see if Coach Sarkeesian gets a little bit of that. And we'll see, Zay, if these comments from Coach Sark that uh, you brought to our attention from that podcast, the Pivot podcast, about this is what my team looks like. Now it's looking like my team. It's feeling like my team. Sounds like my team. That kind of stuff. Does that lend itself to i don't know a little more maybe maybe playfulness in a spring game and i mean that in a good way like you get your work done and then towards the end you trust the guys to run a wacky trick play for the and you know you're doing it for the crowd hey people came out here they didn't pay thankfully and right? free tickets yeah i think i think mm. it's free that and parking right i think everything's free uh to get down there but they, people came out here to watch us on an April Saturday, let's give them a little something. That's why, to me, at a spring game, it's either the very front or the very back. That's where you do that stuff. Get your work done in the middle. I say if you're going to go crazy, you got something wacky you want to show the fans, show them early, early on, or save it right towards the end. Maybe even let one one of the other quarterbacks deal with that. Like if Quinn Ewers looks really good, does what you need him to do, get him out. Then if Malik Murphy d- looks solid, okay, get him out. Then because he is who he is, let Arch Manning run the crazy play at the end, whatever it is. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind seeing some Charles Wright this week.
1: Charles oh, sure. on Saturday. All right, run something. I wack- want to trip on that. Run something wacky with him. Bottom line, I think we're going to see all three of those guys. I would love. Now, keep in mind, I'm the one that says that you should never show the fans or the media any inch of anything. No practice, nothing. That's me. That's the way I would do it but there's no way he can go through this whole spring game and not have Arch Manning throw a pass. There's no way. No. <laughs> that would be crazy if he did it. I'd, I would love it if Sark tried to pull it off, but I don't think he can do it.
0: And just not not only including Arch, but a lot of guys need to play under the lights. I know it's a day game, but oh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. mean having that feeling of being in DKR where people understand. Yep. going through game day-type routines beforehand, going through scouting reports and stuff, just getting ready to play on Saturdays when the fall comes around. A lot of these guys that just got here need that.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, get them on that stage. Get them, let them on the stage, baby. Let them feel, it. Let them feel them that.
0: Because we know even a little girl can mess up professional athletes, DeMar DeRozan's daughter. <laughs> So, yeah, we don't know how Arch, yeah, hell of a player, five stars, Adore Newman, manny name, but when he gets in front of those lights in the college game, what's he like then? We don't know yet.
1: Yeah, Sark's going to need to ask now all of his coaches, y'all have any young daughters you can bring to the game to (laughs) scream? Just to see if we can mess mess with our guys. Yeah, mess with Burt
0: Auburn a little (laughs) bit.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. When Auburn's (laughs) about to kick, can you have her walk out onto the field and just scream at him really quick, please? Thank you. All right, coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds. The coaches around the NBA voted on their Coach of the Year. You know the name, and you better start to learn how good his team is. We'll tell you who it is next on The Horn. Chad
0: Alright,
1: just about to close out a Thursday show. The Magic Stick. This sounds familiar to me. Should I know this? Yeah, you should know who this is. I just saw a reference on that when I was looking up that poster, and the Lil' Kim and something about a magic stick. Yeah. Is Lil' Kim involved? Yep. So this is her, or this is Junior Mafia, or this is what? This is just her. Just her. But Lil' Kim. who's this? Um, you know this voice. Come on, come on now.
0: Um, 50 Cent? There we go. Whew. Okay, okay. <laughs> It took a minute. It did. It took a second. He finished his verse. You got it. It took a second.
1: I got there. Yeah. Okay, so 50 Cent and Lil' Kim on a track together. Yeah. Oh, I like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's good. I remember when this came out. Okay. I forgot what Lil' Kim went to jail for. She went to the pen for something. I, yeah, this album, listening
1: to Hardcore, it made me want to check out some more Lil' Kim. Because I can hear that talent. There's no doubt. And I just love, I love the idea that, I'm hoping this was like her choice to be that outlandish and be that crazy and be a female rapper people just hadn't heard before. I yeah. love it, just like I love the idea that maybe Queen Latifah decided, no, 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 I'm gonna do it a little differently. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cleaner. It's gonna be cleaner, more streamlined. We'll do, I'm gonna do it this way. I like that all that can happen. We wouldn't have a Meg
0: the Stallion if we weren't for Lil Kim, right? That's a good thank you, Lil Kim.
1: That's what I thank you, girl. As I was listening to the album, I thought of a few different artists. I thought of Megan, I thought of Cardi B, Mm -hmm. and I thought of there's one other one Nicki Minaj. Nicki, thank you. Those and I thought of that because who is it the two that did WAP was Cardi B and Megan and yeah. When I heard that track the first time, I thought, whoa, this is the Lil Kim foundation (laughs) here. Yeah. Just taken to a massive extreme, but that's kind of what it's about.
0: Yeah, because Missy was different. You know, Missy, she Missy was talking wasn't about, rapping about that kind of stuff. She wasn't rapping about it. She was every once in a while, but we knew yeah. how Missy looked too. So it didn't match. But what right. Timberland and Missy had, that's iconic also.
1: Missy was kind of the, this is a weird comparison, would she be almost kind of that Aretha Franklin of rap? to where it wasn't about how she looked specifically, but she had massive respect because of the talent.
0: Yeah, if you look at it like
1: that. Like nobody that's ever, point. nobody ever thought Aretha Franklin was some kind of smoking hottie, mm-hmm. but she'd open her mouth and you realize, oh my god, right? The talent is there. This is the queen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so, uh, the little Kim and Jelly Roll discussion was interesting today. Um, interesting to hear that Jelly Roll wore on you in a positive way throughout the week. Yeah, he did. You sounded kind of down on Jelly Roll on Monday, because he makes you down. Talent. He does I
0: sound down, because that's how he makes you feel. Songs called Suicide and stuff like that. Yeah, he he puts me in that mood. All right, he's not the guy that brought us
1: happy. That was Pharrell. Okay, Pharrell was part of that. Jelly Roll was not part of that track. There's no doubt. All right, before we get out of here, let's uh, talk about a coach of the year and uh, some NBA playoffs. Here we go. No stress, no C's, no stems, no Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. The NBA Coaches Association got together, and they named their Coach of the Year. Last two years, it's been Monty Williams of Phoenix. This year, it is Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings. Zay, they are the number three seed in the West. But I know a lot of people, and I think you're among them that thinks they are in trouble because they're facing Golden State. Are you picking the Warriors to win this series, or just scare them? I'm uh, picking the Warriors to win
0: in six. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So would you agree, Mike Brown deserves needs a Coach of the Year kind of honor?
0: Yeah. Okay. Sacramento Kings haven't been to the NBA playoffs since Roddy Divac.
1: Yeah. That's a lot of cigarettes That's ago. a
0: lot of cigarettes ago.
1: <laughs> That's like 50 packs ago, man. Yeah, maybe
0: Brad Miller was a starting center. I don't know. It's been way too long, so yeah, yeah. give it to him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I would agree with that. That is a fascinating series to watch. You got Phoenix and the Clippers in that 4-5, and now we know we've also got the Lakers and Memphis in the 2-7.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dylan Brooks, this is what you wanted, I guess. You're talking about legacies and the good mm-hmm. test for y'all. Well, good luck with that. LeBron James, when he goes zero dark 30 mode, he's still tough. I don't give a damn if he's 38 or not.
1: I heard a great comparison today. Think about this travel-wise. The difference between what the Lakers and the Warriors have to do at the, at the six and seven seeds. The Lakers have to go to Memphis when they travel in this series. Golden State goes to Sacramento. Yeah. That's a huge difference when you're talking about guys like, you know, Draymond and Steph that are obviously a little bit of older guys, kind of like LeBron is. That plus LeBron is asked to do a ton for his team, Anthony Davis,
0: as well. Yeah, go look at the schedule. I think the first game – is what? Sunday? Sunday, first game for the Lakers. Second game, Wednesday. So I ain't trying to hear none of that. Are you serious? I ain't trying to hear none of that. Hold
1: on. I love when the NBA does this stuff. You're telling me they're going Sunday, Wednesday, and they're not moving? No. Sunday, Wednesday, both in
0: Memphis. Yes. Yeah. Now, a lot of that's because they want to start once Monday and Tuesday hit, and it's just two games a night. They want to stagger. So, yeah. They look at LeBron, they're like, here you go, King. (laughs) This Merry the, Christmas. This is the
1: kind of stuff that frustrates fans about the NBA when they get into these playoffs. And you can see it once you once you see it all mapped out, but that just feels so wrong to fans. Game one,
0: Sunday. Game two, Wednesday. In the same city... Come on, now. I mean, I ain't going front. I do not like games on NBA TV, and I don't want them stacking games on top of games where they have to play them on oh, NBA right. TV. Yeah. So, okay. I'm okay with that, but yeah, it definitely helps those older fellas out. That's crazy, man.
1: All right. Uh, there we go. A Thursday show for you. Up next, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Then coming up at 7, your replay of the Longhorn Blitz podcast for you, Longhorn Blitz football freaks keep it right here we talked to Patrick Davis of Ball Don't Lie earlier you'll get more of his thoughts on the Longhorn basketball stuff we'll see if anything else crops up tomorrow and obviously we'll preview that Texas uh spring game as well have a good Thursday take care see ya.